0: You're listening to Legal Skinny Podcast with Trisha Burrida. I'm a 15-year licensed practicing attorney in the state of Texas. I created Legal Skinny because when I've been invited to do educational seminars on different subjects in employment law, employers and HR professionals would often ask me, where can they find out a little more information on this or a little more information on that? Look, I get it, there's a lot of resources out there, but sometimes it's confusing and people are so busy. Sometimes people have only 30 or 15, or maybe even five minutes in their day to devote to learning something new. On this podcast, you'll hear me have discussions and interviews on topics relevant to employers. Disclaimer though, Legal Skinny is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and doesn't create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. So welcome back to the Legal Skinny podcast. We have been hearing this term thrown around quite a bit lately. The sincerely held religious belief especially as it relates to an exception from a potential mandatory vaccine. Uh, so what is it? Uh, do you, Maybe you think you know what it is. <laughs> maybe you'll listen to this podcast and you'll be like, I, I felt like I knew that, you know, but just, just in case let's, let's get into it. Let's sort of just run through, you know, what is the, uh, the sincere, sincerely held religious belief and, and why is everybody talking about it? So, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 or, you know, affectionately referred to as Title VII prohibits religious discrimination in the workplace and requires employers to reasonably accommodate an employee's sincerely held religious belief, practice or observance unless it would cause an undue hardship on the employer's business. And the undue hardship under Title VII, it's defined as having pretty much more than a de minimis cost or, or burden on the employer. So when you're looking at, you know, uh, the Title VII and its broad coverage generally, it's interesting with the religious piece because private employers are not subject to Title VII's prohibition against religious discrimination or the its reasonable accommodation requirement if the employer or the employee uh, qualifies for the ministerial exception, the religious organization exception, and the exemption for religious educational institutions. So it's a federal law, right? And I'm putting this out here just so that you understand that this isn't like your normal everyday title seven. You know, there are these specific little exceptions related to in the area of the religious discrimination or this reasonable accommodation requirement. So, I'll save getting into the details of of the ministerial exception, the religious organization exemption, and the exemption for religious educational institutions. If you think you're one of those, you know, there's certainly more information for you to learn about all of that. And the EOC has some information on that, I'm sure. And I will probably delve into them at some later point in another podcast. But today, I really want to focus you on this whole idea of the sincerely held religious belief practice or observance. That does get protections in and, and say you don't have one of these exceptions or exemptions. So if you're subject to Title VII, without one of these exemptions or exemptions, in general, according to the EOC guidance, you know, the employer should ordinarily assume that an employee's request for religious accommodation is based on a sincerely held religious belief practice or observance. And the EOC has also kind of said, look, you know, um, the employer may request supporting information if the employer is an objective basis for questioning either the religious nature uh, of a particular belief practice or observance, or the sincerity of a particular belief practice or observance. So there's some, you know, there's a lot of of case law out there sort of getting into some of this in, in much greater depth. But there's some circumstances where an employer may refuse an accommodation because the employees asserted religious beliefs were not sincerely held. Now I say that cautiously. I don't think you should jump to that because that is a little tricky, right? You know, the factors that, you know, may undermine an assertion of a sincerely held religious belief, the EOC has indicated in other case law that it could be prior inconsistent behavior, you know, and secular reasons for, you know, seeking the accommodation that 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 aren't um, consistent with past behavior, you know, uh, like this is difficult because the factors really aren't going to be definitive or dispositive in that way. Because of course, we're talking about beliefs, you know, they can change over time. And so, So, what exactly do we know when you're trying to figure out like how this works? And if you're presented with this, you know, and you say, you say, as an HR professional or a leader or employer, you haven't, you know, seen this come up. Let's just talk a little bit more about what we do know that they've identified as a sincerely held religious belief, practice, or observance so that you're familiar with what is recognized. So, religion is, is defined pretty broadly under Title Seven to include all aspects of an individual's belief, observance, and practice. This definition includes organized religions uh, such as Christianity, Judaism, Islam, uh, Islam, Buddhism, and Hinduism. Those are, of course, you know, more recognized, the organized sort of traditional type uh, religion. When you think maybe of this sincerely held religious belief um, or practice. So, but religion, you know, it's a little different under Title VII because it also can include unorganized religions and maybe less common systems of belief. So that kind of delves into what exactly does that mean, Tricia? Like the United States Supreme Court hasn't defined religion specifically for Title VII. They have looked at it in a constitutional case called U.S. versus Seeger in 1965. And, and that that def definition that they just, you know, uh, determined in, in that case has been looked at by the EEOC and, and cited to incorporate it into their guidance. And in that, in that case, the United States Supreme Court said that religion and defined it as a sincere and meaningful belief which occupies in the life of its possessor or place parallel to that filled by uh, God, in summary. So... Uh, you think, okay, well, now I think I have an understanding. But (laughs) the thing is, is that, you know, uh, it's a pretty broad definition. And don't get confused by this because religion also can include atheism. So uh, the Fifth Circuit noted that in the Young case in 1975. So the the key is it does not, um, the Title VII protections, it doesn't include all beliefs that are deeply held. So, Generally, political beliefs or personal preferences. Title VII is not set out to protect those, according to the EEOC and the case law, right, and, and the and the language of the statute of Title VII itself. So, for example, the hotly contested uh, issues related to the vaccine and and these sort of religious exemptions, exemptions, and you know, objection to a vaccine would be protected if it was connected to a broader religious faith or deeply held belief. But just a preference may not, right? And so that's a little different, and that's kind of where you know it gets super tricky and gray. So let me talk a little bit about some religious practices that are also sort of incorporated into these protections that are commonly referenced um, as protected by Title Seven. These would include praying and attending religious worship services, wearing religious attire or symbols such as rosary beads, religious expression, including displaying religious objects and symbols, following religious dietary rules, maybe refraining from certain activities. Again, the vaccine such as, uh, or, or things such as working during the Sabbath. I, all I will leave you with is tread lightly on this one. It's a, uh, uh, a little tricky and watch the guidance as we may actually learn more and more about what's going to be accepted and, and how either more tricky or less tricky this issue is as it relates to what we're watching a pandemic unfold. So there may be, I think, more litigation uh, related to individuals that feel that maybe their religious beliefs, they were that they were somehow discriminated or retaliated against for asking to not have the vaccine Because of it in the workforce. And, you know, I could see this becoming a bigger issue moving forward. So tread lightly on this one, but I hope uh, that you, you know, did get a little tidbit of understanding a little bit further about what this means. And that's the legal skinny on the sincerely held religious belief. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Legal Skinny podcast. Do not forget to subscribe to get future podcast episodes. Also check out LegalSkinny.com to join our newsletter and get details on all the educational resources we offer the employer. Also disclaimer, remember Legal Skinny is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So also remember. This is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you.